with me, Fiona Staunton of Fiona's Food for Life. Today, in episode 8, I'm interviewing Lisa Halpenny of Kids Cook, a fantastic kids cookery school just off the M50. Be sure to listen to the end for her three tips and how we can get the kids involved in cooking. Good morning, Lisa. Thanks a million for coming over. Hi, Fiona. How are you? Great, great. Would you mind introducing yourself to my audience? Yeah, sure. Hi, I'm Lisa Halpney. I'm one of the owners of Kids Cook, a children's cookery school based in Cloney in Mead. I run it with my business partner, Anne-Marie Maxwell, and my sister, Kerry, who's part of opening it too. Fantastic. And can you tell us a, bit, a little bit about your career to date before Kids Cook? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I have a career um, dating back 15 years working in um, social care with children at risk uh, for the HSE in, in different areas. Um, I did that up until I had my own children and then uh, went part-time for a little while, maybe two years, um, when Anne-Marie had the idea of opening, opening the cookery school and I left my job to do Kids Cook full-time. Great. And so... Why did you set it up? Um, I suppose Amory was just watching TV with her daughter one day, who was Nigella Lawson, I think, who said, Mom, I'd love to do cookery lessons. And from looking around, there wasn't a lot of anything available at the time. So she literally sent me a message and said, do you want to open a cookery school? And that's <laughs> where that it started. Um, so kind of from that idea, to me taking her seriously and going, OK, let's um, have a look at this, we also asked my older sister because she had a career in marketing and um, so she had like invaluable information starting off um, it was about two years from the start of us deciding to go for it and then actually opening our doors wow okay and mm. what is the message or the ethos of kids cook um, the ethos is really i suppose you can do it like take the fear out of food and being in the kitchen um, and just know that it's basic simple skills but they really stand to you for life um, as part of just even providing for yourself through college when you possibly marry have a family or cooking for your family um, and it's a far healthier way to live if you have basic cooking skills. Fantastic okay and what offerings do you have at Kids Cook? What different programs do you do? We do cooking clubs, so we have um, three cooking clubs, uh, two midweek afternoon after school and one on Sunday morning, so they're broken into different age groups. And that's the one that we're recording here today that we can see some yes. of this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so that's our older children, that's from kind of 10 to 14 okay. um, years old, yeah. So with them, it, it would be a little bit more hands-on than with the youngers, and we bring out hobs, we have um, plug-in hobs so we can decide if we're going to take them out or not, obviously depending on the skill and the age of the group. Um, so that's what we yes, have today. Yeah. Okay. So we have the club one. Sorry, I interrupted you there. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, we do adult and child classes, which are very popular. They usually run every, every two weeks, um, unless there's a special occasion and we might put on something extra. So for that, as an adult, you can bring a child, whether it's your own child or a niece or a godchild for a treat, and you get your own set of ingredients on the table. You make whatever it is, and you bring that away with you. So while you're cooking as part of a group, you're doing an individual lovely activity yeah. with your child. Okay. Um, we do birthday parties um, all weekend. Most of our weekends are booked out um, with birthday parties. Right. They've been our bread and butter. We wouldn't survive, I suppose, if we hadn't had such a fantastic response to our birthday parties. 
Um, and also during every school holiday we do camps. Um, and again, they're broken up into two different age groups. Um, all information about that is on our website, so a lot of detail. And do you do any school tours or anything like that? We do, usually um, May and June we would get a significant amount of school tours. Obviously we'd love to build on that. Um, getting the word out to teachers would be great. Um, you know, if you're looking for something alternative, educational, fun, not weather dependent, quite important. Um, yeah, we do school tours. We also cater to private groups um, of all different varieties. Um, like over the summer we had a group of French students who were okay. as part of their Irish tour oh, yeah. came to us to learn about Irish cooking. Uh, we do scout groups, um, autism units from school, rainbow groups from schools, any kind of a youth club, Froga might come to us for their Christmas event or just something okay. to do on their night out. Um, we get lots of groups of children with special needs um, if it works for them, which it usually does. Um, it's another great activity because some other things might not be available to them. Okay. So lots of different things. Great. And what's your maximum numbers then? Because I suppose that might be one thing if you had a class of 30 doing yeah. a school tour. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. We'll take up to 30 children for a school tour. Um, we can manage that. For a birthday party, we usually cut it off at around 20 so that the party's not crazy. There's a different atmosphere at a party than a school tour. Um, and then for classes, 20 is usually around where we... Yeah. And can you talk me through maybe some of the specific setup that we can see today with, with all of the kids that you have done or what unique skills you've needed to set up Kids Cook? Yeah, sure. So from the beginning, I suppose, even down to the decor, we did a lot of research. We wanted a nice, calm environment. Um, we also have custom-made um, workbenches, so they're slightly lower than your standard mm -hmm. countertop. Uh, and we also have steps, so even though the benches are slightly lower, we do cater for kids from two, three, four, five years old. So we have steps for them to be able to reach the countertop. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we have plug-in hobs, so we can take them away if it's young children, put them out for the older children or with the adults. Um, we also have, I think one of our best finds before we even opened was um, our kitty cutters and their safety knife, um, which are brilliant. They as they say, cut food, not fingers. And we use them for all types of food prep with all ages. And I suppose it's a great peace of mind that we know there's going to be no injuries. Even if, you know, as I say to the older children, if you're 13, 14, you may be allowed to use a sharp knife at home. But in Kids Cook, it's a little bit social as well. So maybe you're chatting or someone might hit your arm and, you know, we don't have to worry about any um, cuts so they can prep all their food with the kitty cutters. And it's just, it's a lovely, it's a lovely place to be, I have to say, and, and just the children coming in, it is really calm, we chat about their day while we're cooking, we show them the social side of cooking, and they meet new people with, I suppose, like-minded interests, you know, we'd often get children who maybe aren't particularly interested in sports, or, mm -hmm. you know, the kind of mainstream activities that are offered after school, so this is their thing, and for them to be able to come to us is great. Great, yeah, and it's a lovely atmosphere here today, and that's great. Um, did you get any support? So you said it took you two years to set up. Did you get any support in setting up the business? We did um, look into working with um, our, our local partnership for us. Um, that was quite a challenge at the start. Uh, they were very encouraging and very supportive um, because we were kind of in, in a unique, you know, something different, and they thought um, that we would definitely be in the running for funding. Unfortunately, they ended up not being so helpful. It 
kind of made our process very drawn out and we got refused the funding in the end. So it was a bit of a kick in the teeth. <laughs> um, but we just reorganized and we just, we spent a lot of time looking for the right location. Um, obviously rent is a huge, you know, cost. So we're very happy where we are. Um, easy parking, easy access to the M50, all of that. We, we really think we found a great place. So that helped from the start. And then, luckily, Amory, um, Amory's husband's a carpenter, so he built oh, great. kids' club. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we just kept, kept our setup costs as low as we could, to be honest. We had a bank loan and we put in some personal money and we set up without any help. Um, I suppose because of that experience, haven't looked really for it anymore, but I think we're going to now. I've been in touch with Enterprise Bodies. Um, so hopefully going forward we'll get some support. And money, how long have you been in business at this stage? It'll be six years this so February coming. Now. Okay, yeah. right. So yeah. Fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah, I can't believe it's that long. <laughs> and can you tell me education wise, what can the kids expect to, to learn from their their time at Kids Cook? Yeah. So um, with the younger children, it's usually five to nine year olds broken into that cooking club. Um, they will learn uh, how to help to, to read a recipe, how to see do you have the right ingredients. Um, we'll usually have their ingredients ready for them because maybe using the weighing scales is going to take up too much time. You don't want to make it too much hard work. Um, so it's, it's mostly ready for them. Um, but we might teach them how to use the weighing scales and maybe just they weigh you know, oats or seeds or get to know, because obviously it depends on whether they know their numbers. Um, so the methods of cooking, you'd explain everything as you're doing it. Um, everyone gets to take turns. There is a lot of social interaction. They work in a group, so that's all very important. Um, we kind of feed them little bits of information about food so that they don't feel like they're in school okay. and learning something. Yeah. But um, if you have, I suppose I find, if you have general conversations about what are you allowed in your lunchbox and why are you not allowed that and what's you know, if those kind of conversations and they'll learn a bit more just about food, what's good for you, you know, it's in, done in very simple language for that age group. For the older kids, um, we will usually write the recipe on the blackboard, have everything out on my table and they will prepare everything from start to finish as much as possible. We will usually put something in the oven, but if it's on a hob, they'll do it themselves. So that could be weighing the ingredients, prepping the ingredients, checking the recipe, um, and just I suppose even to know what goes into something like a very simple thing we do a lot is how to make a curry paste from scratch. Okay. So just even you have a tray of ingredients that go into it and then you have your curry paste. So for them to be able to see what's in it can sometimes be great fun. Okay, super. And can you give me examples where some of your clients have come to the classes and, and what they've gained from it that maybe you didn't even think they were, they were going to get from it? Yeah, sure. I suppose a lot of our children will go on and, you know, make a full family dinner for their dinner. And that, I suppose that's what you want. You want it recreated at home. Um, that we tailor our recipes to, to make sure that there's maybe no reason why they can't do them at home. We're not using specialised ingredients or equipment most of the time, unless it's maybe for fun. Um, but I know we do get a lot of children with um, special needs. So often it might be that they will try foods they've never had before. I know one girl came to us in the start uh, when we first opened. She came to us for about two years every week to our cooking club because her mum said it's the only place she eats anything. 
So, and she was going through a phase of loving baking and that lasted for a couple of years. You know, she moved on, um, but we still, we still uh, keep in touch. We would sometimes maybe get children who find it hard to take part in a group activity. Maybe they're a little bit shy, have a little bit of anxiety, and there is something in Kids Cook that works for them. So they might be able to commit to a cooking club term or two days of camp and that would be a massive thing for them. So like that's, I think that's just amazing to yeah. be able to offer that to somebody. Um, I know we had a client ask for lessons because she was entering the British Junior Bake Off. Oh, great. Um, so we did a little bit of work with her. Um, lots of things, RTE came and filmed in Kids Cook a few years ago as part of their RTE Junior series and asked if I had any children in mind that would, you know, so it was great. I brought in some of the girls from the cooking club and they took part in the RTE programme. So that was all very exciting. Um, so I suppose you just never know. And for the children, like we'd sometimes get a photograph emailed in and it would be from a parent saying, can't get enough of the broccoli soup. And it would be a picture of a child yeah. holding the broccoli soup that they've made. So it's a lot I mean, of that's just, that like that to me, that's just what we're there for. It's like, that's just brilliant when you see that they're doing it at home or, you know, baking for their granny. There's a little bit of a skip of generation. Often they'll come in and say, oh, I bake all the time with my granny or my granny makes apple tarts or bread or, you know, um, so that's lovely. Great. And do you have any favorite memory of kids cook? Uh, like so many, I probably couldn't even pick one. Um, I suppose I never get tired of seeing the faces of the children when they have made something. And say, like, say in camp, you know, if they make, they usually we prepare their lunch and they prepare it as well. So that's where most of the emphasis is on. If they bake something, it's to bring home. Okay. So a lot of people think we just do baking or just do cupcakes. We don't at all, but... Um, it is obviously a little bit a part of it. It's getting uh, getting your hands dirty in the kitchen. Um, and when something comes out of the oven and you bring them back to the kitchen and say, right, your your bread is on the table, ready for you to bring home. And they come out and they're like, oh my God. And there's a little loaf of brown bread or some cookies. And they're so excited to show whoever collects them, what they've made. I never get tired of that. I suppose that's an ongoing joy. Great. Um, and that's the first thing I think of when you ask what's my, what's my memory of Kids Cook you know? yeah. there's loads of little individual things but it is basically about knowing that you've given that feeling to the child that they're like empowered they've done it themselves it's great it's almost like an instant reward for you as well oh it is yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time um, even birthday parties like we have families who come back year after year and have the same child has their birthday party and they send us photos of the different ages and you know, they might do a different theme. We have a few different themes. Um, but just that they want to come back is just amazing, you know? And what, what are the recipe, what are their the favourite or the more popular recipes that kids cook? Um, we do a poll most of the time in camp. And what usually wins is pizza and cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, maybe with the older children who like a bit more of a challenge, they will say maybe it's making bread. You know, if we've done a lot of kneading, yeah. learning about yeast... Um, curry is a really popular one, the Indian curry of any type. So today we're doing the curry flatbreads, isn't that right? Yeah, that's yeah. it. So even the flatbreads, just such a quick, mm. you know, easy bread to make. And it's not always a big process, but, you know, you show them two different things. Our barbecue chicken is hugely popular. We've never changed that recipe and we bring it back. We, tr we try and vary 
obviously from camp to camp or cooking club and, and keep it as different as possible, but yeah. we will repeat our favourites because um, I think at this point it's nearly expected. Um, and our barbecue chicken marinade is great fun to make because you get a basket of ingredients. You have to figure out how much of what goes into the bag, put in your chicken or your vegetables, and it's very popular. They'll all try it if they feel like they don't like the smell of something or they've never tasted soy sauce on its own, but in a marinade, they'll give it a go. Okay, cool. And so I always ask my guests for three tips to say help improve the health of the nation. So I'm going to ask you from a you know cooking with kids perspective, could you give us your three top tips? Yeah. So a lot of people who come into us, a lot of parents say they don't have time to cook, which I totally understand. I don't have time to cook all the time either. Um, I know if I bump into people in the supermarket, they're apologising for what's and I'm saying. Well, look in my trolley. It's probably not much different to yours. Um, but to just maybe try and cook a little bit more from scratch. And that might be, like, I think a good example is something like a bolognese where, you know, you might aim for, you're getting your onion, garlic, celery and carrot in it. Yeah. And maybe just passata and not a jar of dalmia, okay? Yeah. If you can't get all that done or you don't have a food processor or a good grater, even just grate in a carrot, just start somewhere, just add something to it that's going to make it a little bit more natural that it's not just a jar of processed yeah. sauce. So little things, if you change a little thing in a lot of what you do, that'll make a big difference. Um, I would say another tip would be take the fear out of the kitchen and the fear out of food. You know, if you're not great at cooking, that doesn't mean your children won't have an interest or want to do it. Um, I see it as, I'm not a very arty, creative person. So if I'm going to do arts and crafts with my child, I know I'm going to be taking out the paints, taking out the protective cover for my table, and just, just going right for half an hour, this is what you're doing. So maybe look at it the same way, that it's yeah. an activity um, that you maybe need to get ready for until you are used to it. And maybe if, they're, it's, if it's with younger children, have your ingredients ready. Like don't take on the whole thing yeah. all at once. Find a really simple recipe, have your ingredients ready, roll up your sleeves, let your, let your kids get their hands dirty. If they make a mess, it's not a big deal. Tell them it's okay. A lot of the fun is getting your hands messy. Like some of the children with us, as soon as they might get a little bit of butter or something on their hands, they immediately want to wash their hands. I'm like, no, wait till you're finished. They're going to keep getting messy. Yeah. Um, you know, like there was, I know we've, Sometimes have fun, it's sometimes an activity that we just make something that's messy just to feel it. Or another one we do is take out fruit and veg for them to chop with the kitty cutter and I tell them they're chopping it for my rabbit at home. So okay. they, it's, they think it's going somewhere. Yeah. So if I tell them the rabbit wants it really small, they're chopping away, okay, chopping right. away. Um, let them crack an egg. I do remember, this is a really funny memory, um, one child was never allowed crack an egg at home in case she made a mess. So she was terrified. It was her turn on the group that she had to crack an egg. And she was like, will you help me? Will you help me? So I just said, you know what? Just smash it down. Just get rid of the fear. Just smash it. And we all thought this was hilarious. And she did. And she smashed it on the table. And we cleaned it up. And I said, there you go. Now here's another one for your recipe. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so that's all lovely. Um, so yes, except there will be a little bit of a mess. But enjoy it. Maybe just enjoy the task. And um, the third thing is maybe try and lead by example. I know I'm constantly thinking about that at home. Um, 
in what your eating habits are. If they're not healthy, they, in, as in every aspect of life, we're told children do what they see and not what they what we say, yeah. not what they hear. So um, I'm always conscious to be drinking water, um, making sure my choices are healthy, and if not, showing what alternatives would be, healthy snacking. I mean, it's a constant battle, maybe, in some yeah. houses, but I suppose it is very important. If the children see you trying, and sometimes you fail, that's fine, that's all learning. Yeah, so. okay, so we've got kind of cooked from scratch by making small little changes. Yeah. We have the just be prepared for yeah. the mess and, and get in there and, and let them do even just small bits of it. Yeah. And then the uh, third one, remind me again what we have for the third one. Lead by example. Lead by example. Thank you. Okay, fantastic. Now, what's next for, for Kids Cook? What do you have planned? Um, I suppose we're always just looking for <laughs> more business, but in, in what ways? Our birthday parties do brilliant. We don't need to spend much time marketing those. Um, we'd, I'd love to get in more private groups because that's really enjoyable. Um, we would often get scout groups, youth groups, Faroga, um, autism units um, who, who come to us and it's, it's, an, out, it's an outside activity, extracurricular. Um, like some might book a four week course, some would come for a one off. Um, a lot of the scout groups this year used it as their Christmas event. Um, so as it's quite tricky to find the people in charge of those groups because a lot of it's voluntary, um, I'd, I'd love to get more of those in. I just think that they're a fantastic thing to do for, for groups. People are always looking for activities and I just yeah. want them to know, here's what yeah, you can do. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. while the address is funny, it's really just off the end yeah, of the desk. It's like yeah. I'd really love if we could say Dublin, but we're officially Mead. Um, people often arrive half an hour early because they think we're you know down in the depths of Mead, but we're, we obviously we try and promote all the time. We are five minutes from Blanchard Town. Yeah. We're just off the M50. Um, so it's very accessible from, like we do get, you know, from down the likes of Cavan, Navan, Kells would come up and then um, South Dublin's really not that far, you know, Malahide, um, and then kind of the likes of Nace, somewhere in Kildare. Yeah. They're all really, really close to us um, and not a lot of distance. <laughs> and so, Lisa, what would you choose as your last meal? Uh, we do this a lot in camp. Um, I ask for the favourite dinners and they're not allowed to say McDonald's. Um, so my answer is always Thai food. I absolutely love the flavour of Thai food. Um, and prawns, so anything. A Thai prawn curry, uh, a soup, um, something like that would be my favourite last meal, my death row meal. Okay. And would you have anything to drink with that? Um, I'd probably have a glass of wine. Probably white if I was drinking <laughs> uh, with prawn curry. Um, and I'm not a massive dessert fan, but I suppose my favourite dessert would be maybe a sticky toffee pudding. Okay. And a cup of coffee. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and would you mind telling the audience how they can get in touch with you if they'd like to know more about Kids Cook? Yeah, sure. So our website is www.kidscook.ie and all details of what we offer are there, our parties, our camps, our courses. Um, if you have a specific inquiry, you would email info at kidscook.ie and we hopefully will tailor a package to your need. We're also on Facebook, uh, Kids Cook Ireland, and Instagram is Kids Cook School. Fantastic, and I'll put all the links below in the description here. Brilliant, so. thank you. Yeah. Great, thanks Lisa. Thoroughly enjoyed that, <laughs> thanks for interviewing me. <laughs> no problem, you're welcome.
Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Cook, Eat, Nourish. I'd be really grateful if you could rate and review this episode to help me spread the word. For more information, pop over to my website, fionasfoodforlife.ie, where you'll find lots of recipes, tips, videos and blogs. Thanks a million. See you soon.